inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you to a new episode of Time to Shine. And we'll have a new fireside chat with two amazing ladies. Both of them have been before on the podcast, so I'm really happy to have them back. First of all, we'll have Dania Bauer. She is an award-winning international speaker, singer, and public speaker and trainer. The lively woman from Vienna, Austria, knows how to use her and also your voice to rock the stage. With her profound 27 years of stage experience, Dania empowers corporates and entrepreneurs to give speeches that are as memorable, entertaining, and impactful as music. Hello, Dania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Oscar. <laughs> Great to be back in your podcast. Fantastic having you again here. Second guest is Sally Z. She is an award-winning speaker and speaker coach whose mission is to create talks that move the world. She empowers entrepreneurs and thought leaders to leverage the power of speaking to grow their impact, authority, and revenue using a story-based message. Sally is also the host of This Moved Me, a podcast in the top 200% of podcasts in the world, where she has had the privilege of interviewing some of the foremost speakers in the industry, including me. Fantastic having you, Sally. Thank you, Oscar. It is so great to be back on Time to Shine. You, you've been doing this a long time, sir. I'm impressed with your consistency. Way to go. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're like the long haulers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you for that. And absolutely, you've also been for a while fantastic with your podcast. <laughs> Happy to have you, both of you. So let's let's get started. Um, we want to discuss about how to structure a talk. And I would say this is something that doesn't come to the top of the mind if you ask a, a speaker or a speaking coach what are the top three things or whatever number is. Um, really so all those things come to their minds. So, but structuring a talk is super important. It's an essential element. So let's go deep into that. So... But you decide who start answering, but I will raise the first question and then I'll leave you for a while to give this five-step chat between you. So from the professional events that you have attended and watched several talks, so how often you seen well-structured talks? So how often you see really well-structured talks and what other reservation you, you, can, you can tell us? Okay. Hello, Sally. Hello. <laughs> Let's have a fire talk in the middle of the winter. <laughs> I, wish we were, I wish we were sitting in front of a fire. That would be lovely. Yeah. Wonder. So may I start? Is it yeah, good for it. Yeah. So thank you for the question, Oscar. Uh, we have to first uh, yeah, see what is a well-structured talk. <laughs> okay, from in my opinion, a well-structured talk has a clear beginning, a clear body, and a clear end, and also an 
outstanding, clear message. This is for me a well-structured talk. And when I go to events, business events, professional events, whatever, really, in my opinion, I don't see so many well-structured talks. What is your experience, Sally? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. And I like your definition. Um, one of the things that I like to tell my speakers is to break the rules that don't work for you. Um, but what that, it, it can be a dangerous little bit of advice because, um, of course, what I ultimately, to me, what is well-structured is for the audience to understand what's happening, where they are. There's no, there's no moment where they're pulled out of the experience. Um, and I think there's lots of ways that we can do that, which is why I tell my speakers, like break the rules that don't work for you because I, I offer them a structure and say, here, here is a generic structure I want you to use, but I also don't want it to get boring or to expected or to um you know uh, essentially for people to see the structure so clearly that they're like I know exactly where this is going so it's really about finding this balance a really important balance of clarity that keeps the audience engaged without getting them questioning wondering where are we what were we talking about i thought we were just talking about this we don't want to pull them out of the experience but keeping enough interest and surprise and creativity in there that they don't totally see where it's going already. Yeah. So it, it's such a really, I, I love that you're asking this question, Oscar, because I don't think we talk enough about it. Um, and I tend to see people in one camp or the other, either it's so well-structured and they're so tied to the structure that they've lost that sense of creativity. They've lost that sense of um, surprise and delight that we want our audiences to experience. And then we've got people on the other side who are afraid of structure. They're afraid of being too um, formulaic. And so instead, they're just kind of, you know, threw some things together and it's stream of consciousness in some way put into a script and people are lost. They walk away and they don't know what was the message. They don't know ultimately what um, where they were in it. They've lost the sense of structure. So I like to think of creative ways to clue in the audience about the structure without it being so formulaic. So whether it's three points or five points or we're using um, other tools to really engage people in the structure of it, um, it's such an important question. And it's it's a it's a thing I think we're all trying to balance. Does that make sense? That balance I'm talking about? Yes, I, I'm totally with you. That's so important for the audience to know and to see where the speaker is in his speech and what he's talking about. So recently I was at a very huge and domain, uh, domain, uh, mundane, mundane event in, in Germany. There were 10,000 spectators in the, in, uh, in, in the room and the, in the arena. I can say this was an arena and 
I mean, I watched in these three days 50 speakers on the main stage and I was watching them from a um, public speaking coach perspective. Yeah. And I really, Sally, I can tell you from the 50 speakers, international speakers, national speakers, well-known speakers, I can count them on the hand. There are so few speakers who had a well-structured speech. They, uh, often there were, they, there were many speakers who brought points from one point to another and mm-hmm. the speech was very scattery. Mm-hmm. And there were also speakers who brought a content which had nothing to do with the sp- speech title. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. imagine this? I mean, this is shocking. They, w- they are watching 10,000 people and then they bring a content and I thought, what is, what is he talking about? I mean, it <laughs> has nothing to do with the speech title. This is, <laughs> is really shocking. So this is so important that the, the, the audience sees and feels, okay, what is the speaker talking about? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. speech structure is not only important for the audience, it's also important for the speaker him or herself. So when clients come to me and say, oh, Dania, uh, I feel nervous on stage. I don't feel well on stage and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'm working with them is on a speech structure because mm-hmm. the speech structure gives them confidence. It gives wow. them clarity. Mm-hmm. And this is the first thing what, I'm, what I do. Whatever they yeah. want to learn, this is the first thing. Even when, when, even when, when, when there are business speakers, yeah, I know, and uh, I know already everything, but it's yeah. structure sucks, really. <laughs> Love that point, though, that when you feel overwhelmed by the opportunity, getting back into the okay, can you chunk it out in your mind? What are the what are the content chunks? of the structure of your speech, just to get a step back. So you don't get lost in the like, what's this little line? And what's that little thing? Like take a step back. Can you see it from the 10,000 foot view and see the structure of your talk? And I do, I love, cause I think you're right. It gives people um, a sense of confidence that, okay, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm at. I know what's next. So that even if you do get lost in the moment, you're like, okay, can I see the structure in my head? Do I know what's next? That's so powerful. I also wanted to say too, that I think the structure becomes more and more important the longer the talk. So when you're, you know, the people who give like a five to seven minute TEDx talk, which I love, I love a short talk. I think they're really fun. Obviously the structure is going to be simpler and less important. But the longer your keynote, the more likely it is that your audience is going to get lost. And so the more important it is then to find layers of ways to clue the audience in on what that structure is so that they know where they're at. Because there's there's a handful of people in the audience every time who are like, okay, where does this fit in? What did you, How does this fit in with what that structure... Wait. No, you said this, and now you're saying this. Are we in number two? Are we in number three? Like there are there are um, <laughs> people driven by that, and if you do not give them the structure, they're going to be like, 
they're taken out of it. They're not they are lost. They're mad lost. at you. The speaker is lost and the audience is lost. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So um, I think it would be interesting to, I don't know, Danny, what do you think? Let's talk a little bit about what we do. Like, what are the things that we share with our speakers to help them structure a talk? What are some yeah. of your, do you have a formula? How do you yes. approach it? Yes, yes, yes. So when I... When I give a speech and also when I work with my clients to give a speech, I use my four step, uh, force formula. So it's a four step formula. Uh, the first step is planning. The second step is brainstorming. The first step is organization. And then it comes to the structure. Mm. So l let me dive into the, the the first step. So the planning. There, there is this quote from Benjamin Franklin. He said, "If you fail to prepare, you are prepared to fail." Mm -hmm. And he he is so right. He was so right. So I re you when you want to give a speech the first time, you really need to take your time and ask first some questions. You, it's like when you want to, when you, when you go onto the journey, you, you want to know where you go and then you know what you, uh, <laughs> you, what you give into your luggage. And it's the same with a speech. So, for example, you need to ask, okay, who is actually my audience? Who is sitting in, in, in the room? Are they experienced? Are they not experienced? Do they know me? Do they, don't they know me? Do they love me or do they, don't they like me? Whatever, yeah. So you you need to know your audience, and you need to know, okay, what is relevant for them? What is interesting for them? What are the what are their challenges? They they want to know, okay, what's in it for me in in in, my, in the speech? And this is what you have to ask, and and then also you have to you want to have some goals or intentions. Where do you want to go with your speech? Uh, okay, for example. I set my goal. Uh, I want to be confident on the, on the stage. Yeah. Or I want my audience at the end that they buy my products. And then I, I need to tell them a call to action. For example, please sign up here on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, so I need to know my goals and I love to have a clear message. My motto is Speak like music. So every song has a clear message, like you're simply the best or let's get loud. So we're very simple, <laughs> clear message. And this is what you also can have with your speech. Yeah. When I give a speech, I have a clear message. For example, speak like music. And once you know your message, then you know what you want to within into your speech. And then when I, once I, there are some more questions, but once I have this speak, these questions answered, then I come to the brainstorming. Okay. What ideas do I have, uh, which I want to weave in, into the body of the speech, into the main part of the speech. And then once I have written down all the, the ideas, for example, on a, a sheet of paper, uh, then I structure them and I organize them. Yeah. And then I'm okay. Find out the three main points 
you want to uh, within to your uh, speech, and then it comes to the structure. This is the fourth step. But yeah, <laughs> I don't want to speak uh, the whole time by myself. What about you, Sally? Oh, no, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that because essentially what you're talking about is using your point or the ultimate goal of your message as a filter to help you figure out what goes in and what doesn't. And one of the hardest things that people, um, as I'm working with them, it's like, it's hard to figure out. There's so much we want to say and you have so little time. And the more we try and jam into our talks, actually the less people are going to take from it. And so the discipline of editing, the discipline of deciding what fits in. Um, so I love your, the idea of essentially using your, the point or the message, the clarity of your message as a filter. Does this reflect? It makes it so easy. And it makes it so mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think many people have a clear message? I think it takes so long to truly get clear that I think as people start, and it's an okay place to start because most people in their first few times that they're out giving their signature talk, for example, or their keynote, what they're realizing is, oh, this talk is actually about three different things. I've put too many ideas into this. And it's a process of falling away. It's a process of really allowing yourself to be really disciplined and to say no to some of these other things that you also want to talk about. So I think it takes a while. So I spent years out talking to teenagers about these big ideas that they naturally don't necessarily care about, like courage and respect that are really important, but they're not necessarily jazzed about. So it was a really powerful exercise in helping me find ways to make the these ideas that had to get across it was like i knew what the message was how do i get that across in a clear way and the truth is it took me speaking it for a long time before the message was clear for me and that's partly the process of i i was given a message that i had to share i got to write it they were my stories i got to mess with the structure a little bit but I had to believe it in order for that message to be really, really clear. And that takes a while. And it sounds like, well, you've written it, you think it, how is, how do you not believe it yet? But the truth is it takes a long time for us to integrate these ideas into our bodies in such a way that it is authentic. It's believable. And people see that. And it is related to structure. It, it's it's closely related because the the um, the process of editing is truly the process of getting clear on your point of view and owning it in a powerful way. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. But once you have it, it makes everything so easy. And and you stand up here on the stage and you know what this is my message. This is what I want to share with the world. This is yeah. so powerful when you have a message, really. <laughs> So I, I I support I I every everybody to have a clear message, but coming to the structure, Sally. Uh, for example, what do you bring in to the beginning of a speech? 
Well, one of the key pieces that I look for, and that's not, it's not just at the beginning, but it's throughout is what I call a story first approach. And most people in their structure tend to use story second. They use story as proof Mm -hmm. to their point. So most people say, here's what I think. And here's the idea. And I'm going to tell you a story about this. And here's why. And then they tell the story as proof. And many of us were taught that in terms of our structure. We're going to tell them what we're we're going to tell them. And then we tell the story and then we tell them what we told them. So the story ends up being sandwiched in the middle of lots of talking. And actually, and I I went to grad school for persuasion. And what I discovered was that the persuasive power of story actually exists before the talking. Okay. So you start with a story already. It's a good good opener. It's a good opener because you get the connection with the audience. And yeah, it's great. It taps into all of the brain friendliness of story because it keeps people open. They, If you talk before your story, you know what your audience is doing? They're going, mm, I already know what I think about that. And uh, I, I, I already have all my feelings about this. I've already decided. No, 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 no. Versus when you start with a story, they're feeling the point of your story before you even have to say anything about it. So it does so much heavy lifting for you. But most people feel this need to talk before the story. And I get it. I get it because that's how we were taught. But it is pulling the legs out from under the persuasive power of your story. So, yes, yeah. yeah, story first story okay, first. that's, that is that's my cool that's cool this yeah. is your this is your uh fundamental yeah so beginning oh, yeah. with a story beginning with a story is powerful but i also want to weave in into it in the beginning for example to show that i'm an expert or that that i'm passionate about this topic you can do this in the, in the, your stories as well and i also want to encourage people that to tell at the beginning okay what is the benefit uh when people are listening now okay mm-hmm. this is what you oh, will learn this it. is what you will get when you listen to my speech you yes. will learn yes. from, yeah so the, this is nick oh. uh i'm trying to remember his name um he runs public words nick I can't remember his last name, Oscar, maybe you remember, but anyway, he, I've heard him speak before and he said something once and I was like, that is exactly it. He said, if someone within the first four to five minutes has not heard something that makes this more important than their greatest worry, they are not with you. They're not You're thinking about something. Minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally fair, right? Depending on how uh, how interesting your first four to five minutes are, maybe it is only 45 seconds, but they need to understand what's at stake for them. So the way I think about that from a persuasion perspective is the harm. You're talking about benefit, but actually, and benefit is another way of talking about harm, but is the harm clear? Is the harm um, because because your harm is what makes it persuasive. If somebody doesn't understand what's at stake, they're like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to go ahead and scroll on my phone. I'm going to 
go ahead and worry about my kids. I'm going to whatever. They're somewhere else. So making that harm really clear in the fir that first part of your talk is so essential. It's very important, yeah. Okay, then uh, let's proceed to the, the, the to the body, the main part of the speech. So I, I like to work with the power of three. So give, mm -hmm. for example, three points, yeah, or three stories who yep. which show what uh, what is your message. What about you? Yeah, no, three is the magical number. There's a reason yeah. why everybody uses three for everything. It is the brain friendliest. Um, stickiest, the best number. Now, I've, I have seen some successful fours, but only when it exists within some sort of visual, right? There, we have we the three is easy, but if you're going to veer off three, then you've got to add some other element to your structure. So when people sometimes, um, you know, they're like working within boxes, right? So they're like they're They're, they're setting the audience up with their structure up front, whatever that, whatever that framework is and say, you know, I'm going to share four elements to this and there's a visual added bit to that structure, then it's going to hold up better. Or, um, you know, someone, I, I've seen somebody show like, um, use a metaphor with a hand and now they're, they're talking to five different pieces. So there's some other element that helps hold it up. Mm -hmm, three, yeah. three is great. If you were going to veer beyond three, then you've got to you've got to give a little more meat to your structure. Either work within a metaphor, some sort of visual element to help people remember it. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 cool. Um, and I also love to work uh, with other structures in the body. For example, you can use the uh, SPQ. Our method. So this is, for example, okay, this is the situation, what we see here in the world. But here is the problem. But how can we solve this? And then there comes the solution, for example. So I, I, I love to work also with another structure in the main part of the speech. Yeah. And I love to within storytelling, pictures, uh, uh, metaphors, and so on and so on. All the spice <laughs> you can use, uh, to, to make your, your speech very entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to throw out another thought, which is uh, especially when I work in the business world yeah. and it's a very PowerPoint driven. Oh, yeah. Presentation. I'm like, <laughs> right. So we can help build a structure visually with our slides. So I just want to add that element into this conversation. It's not just what we're saying and how we're saying it and the order in which we're saying it, but how can you visually clue your audience in on structure with your slides? And it's, it's powerful. Sometimes that can just just a change in slide deck or, you know, you've got one slide that is your, what I sometimes call like your chapter header, right? So it, it's, it establishes that structure for you, the consistency of that or yeah. a change in that yeah. the audience and that there's some kind of change too. So I just want to make sure we don't forget about the visual side of structure and how that can really support the clarity of your message. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So the, the, the PowerPoint presentation has a structure in itself as well. <laughs> okay. And, um, uh, at the end, I, I love to repeat actually. What are my main points? What is my message again? Uh, mm -hmm. and I love to, to have a call to action or a call to thinking. Okay. What is the audience? What does the audience need to do now? With all the information I gave them, uh, mm -hmm. please sign up to the list or uh, I want to change their, their perspective, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then I love to come back at the end to the beginning. So, for example, yeah. in your way, when I started with a story, come back to the story. Or when I started to the, with the quote, come back to the quote and tell, okay, what's the conclusion? of the story it's satisfying like oh we just tied that up in a really nice yeah. little book for everybody to mirror back to yeah. the beginning uh and people know it you can feel if you've structured your talk right people feel that it's coming to an end they're with you and so One of the other most important elements at the end is that it ends quickly. <laughs> Because they, they know it. They're like, yep, yep, yep. Here we go. We're landing the plane. Do not let that, the landing strip go on too long. Because people are like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrap it up. <laughs> And one more question. Because you like to start with a story. And what about in the main part? Do you also continue storytelling the whole time? Or do you do you stay with the one story or do you have four stories or what? What do you what do you do? Well, it depends, which is my all-time favorite answer to speaking things, because it very much depends. How long do we have? Who are we talking to? Um how what's the need for the audience in terms of that balance of education and inspiration i i want both always but sometimes we're going to lean more into one side than the other um one of the things that i look at when i'm looking at structure and stories is making sure that all of the stories are not about you the speaker oh yeah Because it can get a little old for the audience. They're like, uh. Uh. <laughs> you know, every story, the point of every story, even if the story is yours, you're using it as a vehicle to connect with them and make it about the audience. Yeah. But it starts to not feel that way. So just making, looking at the balance of stories. And, and so when we think about like, um, as you know, as a coach, when I step back and I look at the structure as a whole, and I kind of think of it as a review. Okay, where are we at? How is the structure looking? One of the things that I'm looking for is the balance of stories, mm -hmm. right? Um, is it, could we step back and literally create an outline, a very clear high level outline from this? Because if you can't do that, then your structure isn't clear enough yet. Yeah, no. Um, and, uh, yeah, so those are some of the key things. How about you? What are some of the things you do to take a look at your structure and review it and make sure everything really feels cohesive? Yeah. As you said, as 
I know exactly what is in the beginning. So I start with something intriguing, like a story mm -hmm. <laughs> or a quote or a total another way of thinking, which is really shocking. What, so it was something which uh, attracts the audience. So this is what I want to start. Then I say, okay, here, I, I'm the expert because I have been working in this field very a long time or I'm so passionate about this topic and why and so on. And then, okay, mm -hmm. here is something I want to show you. Here are the three, the three benefits when you listen to the speech. Mm -hmm. Then I come to the body and here I have three points. Yeah, I work with storytelling. I work with quotes. I work with facts, pictures, metaphors, whatever. Yeah, spice you can uh, weave into. And then there is the end, the quick end. <laughs> Make it quick. <laughs> and as you said, uh, and yeah, come to the conclusion, point out your three main points. And again, and uh, your your message repeat your message again and again and like in the music you don't say uh speak uh you don't uh sing uh simply the best just once you sing you sing it very often yeah, yeah. so it sticks in the head like a memorable song yeah. and yeah. then yeah and then uh okay you come you make a call to action and then come back to the beginning this is the structure and i can write it down Yeah. And this is, this gives you safety. This gives you clarity and not only you, also your audience. I love to asking an audience member, what did you get from this talk? Yeah. What was the message? And to wow. me, that's the ultimate test of the structure. Because if the structure was clear, then the message is clear and they'll walk away going, okay. Yep. It was about this. Obviously, it was about that because I heard it throughout. It was supported throughout. Um, I was never lost. I was never wondering, what are we talking about? Where are we going with this? So um, that's a that's a scary thing to do because it's fascinating whether or not people took from it what you wanted them to. But that's our job is to tee it up as clearly as possible. And... I love to have this message because when you repeat this message again, again, then it's, mm -hmm. it's, it becomes memorable and it, it, it sucks into your head. And you can actually call your speech title with, uh, you can, yeah, name the speech title, uh, with your, with your message. So when I speak about speak like music, it's, yeah, I, this is my message. And like this is yeah. a speech title. What, 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 uh, business people can learn from the world of music. Oh, love speak it. Music, speak like music. Overcomplicate it so much, don't we? And the truth <laughs> is all of this has to be simplified for it to be clear, structure yeah. to work. We've got to simplify. And uh, I know for myself and for so many of my speakers, the mistake that I make again and again is to try and prove myself through complication. To prove, like, just jam it all in there and be like, see, see how smart I am, see everything that I know. And they end up walking away lost and unclear. Yeah. That's a struggle. I'm totally with you, Sally. Uh, I remember this, this one speech from the conference I told you about in, 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 in Germany last year, 10,000 people. And there was one speaker. He had a clear message. Have power pose before you go onto the stage. 
power pose, power pose, power pose. He made with us the power pose many times. And, this, and I know how to make the power pose. I'm the winner. <laughs> this is the power pose. And this was the simplest, simplest speech. Yeah. And he got, yeah. and he got the most of applause. Really? Sure. Right. <laughs> Simple. And he's the power pose guy. Yes. Like you think of him. Power pose guy. Yes. And so many people, you know, want to within all the things they know in 10 minutes. And then the yeah. audience doesn't know anything what you talked about because it was too much. Because 90% of the things you tell them, they, yeah, they, they're, the information goes somewhere else. I don't know. In the, <laughs> in the air. But not that. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Be simple. Be simple. And this is also for business people who speak out there. Be simple. Make a simple speech. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Like we just had a really excellent fireside chat. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Oscar, how did we do? I see you're enjoying a lot this conversation. And also, we are enjoying listening to you. Very, very insightful. I think everything that can be said about structuring a talk has just been said by Dania and Sally. Could we agree on that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you a lot for, for sharing all these stories, insights for us. So let's go to the final part of our, our interview. And as you remember, we always have these three last questions, but I'll pick only one randomly for each of you. Let's start with Dania and is Dania, what is your favorite quotation? Okay, my favorite com uh, quotation is speak like music, become as memorable, as entertaining, and as impactful as music. Mm -hmm. And you are the author. I'm the author, of course, it's my quote. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good for you. Quote yourself. That is awesome. Oh, isn't it? As you should. As you should. I hope somebody quotes me as well one time. I will quote you, you in the what, show Dana, notes I'll, of this about, podcast. I'll quote you and you quote me. Okay. You Now, Oscar, you have to ask Sally, what's your quotation? No, for Sally, it's different. For Sally, it's a different question, actually. Okay. It's recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring okay. and influential for you. I'm, yeah, so the, the book that I find myself recommending the most to my speakers is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, oh. which is not a book about speaking, per se, but it's a book about creativity and fear. And... Uh, to me, it's so powerful. One of the most powerful ideas in this book is the idea that the genius is sometimes not in the room. And sometimes the genius is with us in the room and in our creative pursuits. And speaking is a creative pursuit. We There's only so much that we can control. And so uh, to me, this, this idea is so important because it, it allows us to let go of the results. And our job is to show up and focus on connecting. Our job is to be true to our words, be true to our creative pursuit and not get distracted on what will they think of me? And, 
oh my gosh, what's that person doing out there? And getting out of the experience of connecting with our audience and instead getting up in our fear. No, we're gonna we're going to focus purely on being present with our audience, being present in the moment, and allowing the creative energy that ex- that happens between speaker and audience to to be the flow through which all the magic happens. And that's so true. It's so true. So that's my it's my all time favorite book to recommend, mm-hmm. even though it's not exactly about speaking. Yes, yes, yes. I have I have listened to the audio audiobook version of that uh, that book, Big Magic, and yeah, inspired me especially for writing, but absolutely for speaking as well. Everything that is about uh, creating, being creative. So fantastic! Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, would like to have your final words, please, Dania. What are your final words for our listeners? My final words go to daniabauer.com speech preparation checklist and mm. make a good structured speech. <laughs> it's a command. <laughs> and, and speak like music. <laughs> of course. It is funny. Exactly. It's funny. I love it. Sally, your final words to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I would say that although speaking is such a creative pursuit, it's also a pursuit of structure. It really is that your structure, a clear structure is your friend um, because your message will be lost without it. And I do want to offer a uh, something that might help you. It's called the simple story framework. And it's actually about a persuasive structure that you can use in the three stages of social media or to help you as you're developing a longer story-based message, it will help you really leverage the power of story with a intentional structure. So you can grab that at bemoved.com forward slash SSF for simple story framework. There it is. Perfect. Thank you very much. It was been a pleasure talking with both of you. You are in coaching and inspiring many speakers around the globe. So fantastic for the job you are doing and I wish you all the best. Thank you. It was really fun. Thanks for having us, Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Bye-bye. Are you working on the tech industry? If so, do you want to start taking action, crafting your own tech talk, and soon getting booked to speak. I have designed specially for you who work in the technology industry an online training program. Rock the Tech Stage On Demand is an online self-paced training course to become a successful speaker in tech events. Visit today www.rockthetechstage.com on demand and start your journey now.